Welcome to Be Transformed with your host, Reverend Christopher Leshber. Be Transformed is an outreach of Romans 12.2 Men's Ministry, empowering men to overcome and thrive by breaking cycles of addiction, trauma, and generational curses. Romans 12.2's vision is healing families and society by transforming the minds of men into the mind of Christ through discipleship within a community of warriors for the kingdom of heaven. You can reach them at 512-238-238. 0000. That's 238 0000 or Romans-122.org. Romans-the number one, number two, letters TWO.org. Now, here's Christopher. Glory to God. Praise Elohim. I am his child, sanctified, justified, redeemed by the blood of Christ, saved by grace alone and Christ alone, granted eternal life by his resurrection and life, born of water as a fourth generation Texan of the family of fighting farmers, raised as Chris, saved as Chris at 95 and 8 m understood grace over works as Chris, experienced the fear of God through a movie as Abba called me out, son, get off the fence as Chris. I was sent My first spiritual father, Adrian Williams, who spoke over me. Chris, you are a Psalm 1 man. Accepted a call to ministry, ordained and preached on my mom's birthday in 97 as Chris. Reverend Chris. Married as Chris in 2001. Father Jackson and Landon as Chris blew up that marriage due to many unhealed wounds, wherein the enemy inserted lies that had become strongholds as Chris. In 06, I was sent my second spiritual father, Kevin Zervakis, who admonished me to seek first the kingdom. Divorced in 2012, hit rock bottom as Chris, yet Jesus continued his pursuit of me in spite of me, declaring through a song on the radio, Son, you're caught in a trap. What trap? I'm okay. I got this. I'm just in a low spot. He ushered into my life a fierce warrior who would help me fight for my truest self, who spoke prophetically over me. If you ever get this Jesus thing right, you will be a force to be reckoned with. Tiffany Ann danced her way into my life in the summer of 2013, connecting every day since. And on 20, September 26, 2014, I vowed as Chris that I desperately needed her as my Ezra Connecto in order to become my truest self, to step into adulthood at 39, Christian maturity more apropos, already had been reborn of the Spirit for some 20 years at that point, and some, most of the spiritual fruit were barely buds, yet I felt an urgency to bear more ripe fruit as Christopher, image bearer of Christ, who needed to fulfill his destiny to personify the Lion of Judah. January 10, 2015, I drove a spiritual stake in the ground as I stepped back into sobriety. Then precious evil was conceived a month later. Then came Ezra Arnold, Ezzy Boo Boo, born of water, April 28, 2017, then reborn of the Spirit, May 12, 2020, as he went to our eternal home to be with Jesus. Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Once again, the power of the Holy Spirit descended upon me and said lovingly but directly, Son, I'm either good or I ain't. Hope produced Hildy Sue, El Royai, the God who sees, saw fit to delay her arrival by two weeks in order for her to replace a day of infamy. The twelfth, any and every twelfth, had become the measure of for time away from our precious boy. But God, at 9 a.m. November 12th last year, the same time that Izzy transitioned via water to heaven, she was born at our home in a tub via water to earth. Glory to God. There will be a day we will be with Izzy longer than we've been away from him and forever 
evermore. I am a force to be reckoned with because we are, and we are empowered by his divine power to demolish demonic strongholds in us and others. I am Reverend Christopher Wayne Lesper, image bearer of Christ, the Lion of Judah, and I am being transformed by the renewing of my mind from glory to glory into the image of Christ. Welcome to Be Transformed. This, our first episode, Chris to Christopher, this is what you've heard in these last three minutes and 15 seconds, is a psalm of praise in honor of Ezra Arnold Leshper. Ezzy, boo-boos, three years and 15 days here on this side of heaven, glory to God. It is my way of sharing my testimony, a plank first perspective before any meaningful teaching or marketing. As our introduction indicated, Romans 12, 2 men's ministry exists first and foremost because it is God's will and to empower men to overcome and thrive by breaking cycles of addiction, trauma, and generational curses. My aim today is to walk you through elements of my testimony, which is the blueprint for what we now call Romans 12, 2 men's ministry, so that you or someone you know will also be transformed into the image of Christ. You see, my psalm of praise is a coherent narrative. Narrative coherence refers to the overall completeness of the narrative that helps the individual to draw meaning from past events. Finding Meaning was developed by Dr. David Kessler and has been accepted as the sixth stage of grief by its developer, Kubler-Ross. A Swiss-American psychiatrist and pioneer of studies on dying people, Kubler-Ross wrote on death and dying in the 1969 book in which he proposed the patient-focused death adjustment pattern, The Five Stages of Grief. Those five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And now, once again, finding meaning as the sixth. You see, what I discovered is that Wounded, traumatized people like me cannot properly or coherently tell their stories because they're too painful. Yet, it is the very thing we must do in order to truly be healed. As Dr. Ted Roberts with Pure Desire Ministries teaches us, we were wounded in community, therefore we need to be healed in community. Yet many of us remain alone, Isolated, pretending, putting on masks. That very definition is what hypocrisy is. That's what we get noted for in the church often and and oftentimes correctly and spot on. We are putting on masks. We're pretending and really, truly, no one does it better than men. We have all kind of programs for anger management and, and all sorts of things. But when we start talking about hurt and vulnerability We start talking about wounds. It's not a popular subject. It's not something that we want to dive into. But Dr. Roberts also advocates for us to have at least three other men, at a minimum, that know all our junk. Do you? You heard in my testimony there as I I flew through it, but you heard in their spiritual fathers being ushered in brought into my life to do just that, to hear me out, to, to weep with me, to explore with me the anxieties and the challenges and the, the ramifications of what I now know to be trauma. Now, 
Many of you may, may say something similar to, to, to my story. There's not a, a lot of big T trauma, as it were. The, the identifiers like what you heard in there about our little precious Ezzy passing away, that is most definitely a big T trauma. That is the most painful event in my life. But we often have small T traumas, as it's, as it's described. Death by a thousand cuts. We have wounds that we don't even know that are there. And you've heard that in that coherent narrative as you, as, as a, uh, that, that you, what, what you heard hopefully in there is these movements of God in my life, these movements of identity, the wrestling with identity. And what we've discovered over and over again and again is that men make men. I, I've got a lot of powerful women in my life female warriors that are amazing. They have greatly impacted my life. They have spoken truth. They have revealed truth in my life. They have, they have taught me perhaps even more than some of the other men. But the issue is that men make men. And if we go back to the very beginning of my family of origin, that's what's become so incredibly important. And, and it wasn't until 2017 that I understood and bridged the gap between what was going on with my wounds and in the background of, of my hurt, that how deep it was, and then to understand the neuroscience behind human development, that science is, is just now trying to catch up a little bit to the scripture that was written thousands of years ago. Once again, Romans 12.2, men's ministry. This is about the transforming of our minds through neuroplasticity of the brain. Like that's a, those are recent discoveries in the 90s. We started to learn that we can renew our mind. We can, we can have more connectivity, neurons that fire together, wire together, and you can truly rewire your brain. You heard in there about us working to overcome generational curses. Those generational curses is what Scripture talks about, that if you, will, if, you, if you hate God, if you are not willing to adopt Him and, and, and on all His creeds, all His decrees, all His laws, who He is and who, he's, who, who we are to be in Him, that there is hate, there is division there because we haven't completely given ourselves to God. And He says, the sins of the Father we pass down three or four generations. But to those who love me, I will bless for a thousand generations. You see, we've got to, in each one of our lives, we've got to look back on and see what we have been in, inherited via genetics, via, via nature, via nurture as well. Because again, in my uh, born a fourth generation Texan, I was born here in Austin. I was raised here in Hutto. We have a, a fifth, a fourth generation hippo represented in our family. Uh, that that place is blown up, as many of y'all know from this area. But it's not what it was. Six hundred fifty people back then, and now thirty thousand plus in that area. But my dad's still farming, seventy three and going strong. He's amazing, amazing work ethic. And and if we had four hours, I could fill all those hours about how how wonderful my dad is and how wonderful my mom is and how phenomenal my my upbringing has been. The purpose of be transformed, the purpose of what we've been been ushered into, what you what you heard hopefully in that coherent narrative once again is a is the pursuit of Christ in my life, the pursuit, the calling, the leading, so that we can help men 
find out where their wounds are, that we can help them discover, as it took me years to discover, that family of origin matters greatly because of the way that humans are developed. Our attachment, arguably, the prevailing theories are by 18 months we have either secure, anxious, or disorganized attachment. And see, mine was disorganized because I had very, again, excellent elements of, 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 of solid family of origin, secure. Yet there was wounds, there were challenges, there was there was anxiety, there was there were things that were going on in, in my in the in the family of origin that was was greatly affecting my sense of security, my sense of belonging, my sense of worth. And see what Dr. Roberts and, and, and Pure Desire in 2017 brought into my life was that connection to the emotional brain the subconscious, what we believe the Bible talks about is the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Guard your heart, for from it is a wellspring of life. This heart is our emotional brain. It is right above the, the brain stem where the basic functions of life are. And by age five or six, it is fully formed. That means that all that we do in our life, the stimuli around us, the challenges, the various intersections of, 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 of other relationships and, and, the, and the small T traumas, the big T traumas, just, just life in general, how we end up re reacting to that is largely based on how that emotional brain had been formed. So what we do at Romans 12, 2 with curriculum from Pure Desire Ministries and in Soul Refiner Ministries and Wild at Heart Ministries, some of our partners that, that are absolutely phenomenal, we don't reinvent the wheel. We utilize their phenomenal uh, 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 curriculum that we, again, have been through. We're not going to ask you to do anything that we haven't done. It may look a little different as you pursue it. Your wounds and your story is going to have some, some differences, absolutely. There's going to be some uniqueness, too. It. But what we've learned is that we cannot compare trauma because trauma is trauma. It is going to be personalized and it's going to affect us and it's affected us, especially in childhood, in a way that we had no choice over. There were things that were done to me in that time frame that I had absolutely no control over. I had no opportunity to choose to sin or to, to rebel against God. These things were ushered onto me. And developed in there and then tucked away in such a way where, as, as Dr. Roberts uh, describes it, uh, the, 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 this thumb, and I know we're on the radio here, but the, 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 there's, this, there's this illustration of the thumb being inside of the palm of the hand. And that thumb represents the emotional brain. And see this emotional brain, once again, formed by age five or six. Try to, try to remember, what, what memories do you have by age five or six? Very few, most likely. Yet this emotional brain that is represented here in this thumb is represented, it, it, the, the controlling mechanism or the brakes there is or the, the introspection part of the brain is the prefrontal cortex. And that is, is not fully formed until 25. Follow the money. The money says in rental cars you can't rent a vehicle until 26 because you were eight times more likely to get in a wreck as a man before 25 because of this very thing. Money knows the science behind what is going on here. And it's like that thumb inside the palm here. If you could imagine in, in, in your mind's eye here that when 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 challenges come and 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 again, stimuli come around in our life that's like 
it's like gasoline on a fire for that emotional brain. And when we flip our lid most oftentimes, either fighting, we're flighting, or we're freezing the emotional responses to, to stimuli from that emotional brain. And that prefrontal cortex is not fully formed until 25. So it's like driving a hot rod, a, a you know, fast car, a, a Ferrari flying down 130 over here and with the braking system of a bicycle. And you see, that's what Chris was doing. That's why this poem, this psalm, this coherent narrative, this testimony has those rhythms and those intersections in there because I perceive Chris as being that false self that I needed to learn in depth the difference between a false self and a true self. And with Adrian Williams coming in and speaking over that, over me, I had done a 180. I had put quite a bit behind me as far as sin propensities and choices to rebel against God. I had, I had stopped drinking to excess. I had stopped drunkenness. I had stopped drugs. I had stopped sexual activity. I, I had stopped these things. These behavior modifications were in place because my heart was for the Lord. That little King James Bible that my folks gave me for confirmation back when I was 12, I still carry with me. And it was full, highlighted. I was tearing up the word. So when when Adrian, a man of authority, just a few years older than me, I did not quantify him or, or, or label him as a spiritual father at that time. He was someone who was loving on me, who was willing to to listen to me, to, again, give me a shoulder to to cry on, to just understand, try to understand the pain that was inside of me, that he was willing to listen. But when he spoke those words of affirmation over me, I could, I could, I could absorb them. I could, I could grab onto them. I could feel like, hey, this is me. Blessed a man walking not in the counsel of the God, and no sin of the seed of the score, but his lies in law, Lord, doth the man on day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and whatever he do shall prosper. He will bear fruit in due season, and whatever he will do shall prosper. Like I was meditating on God's word. I was doing the actions. I was putting my faith into practice, and I was absorbing that. This was back in 1995, folks. You heard some of my testimony. There's a divorce to come. There's affairs. There's there's uh Stepping out on marriage and, and emotional affairs and, and physical affairs. There's pornography. There's all kind of drunkenness, drunk driving again that comes back up. It's a mess, this sanctification process, this process of becoming more like Christ. It is not pretty. It is not overnight either, although our theology is that we are overnight transformed. That is true. It's a both-and situation. Our spiritual transformation has happened, yet we have to walk out this body that has been wounded. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Do you not know this? And we've been bought at a price. Christ paid that ransom, but we've got to work through this body that has all these intersections of, of either big T traumas or small T traumas. So back to that point of we need three other men at minimum to know our junk. Men have trusted me with all sorts of things. They've not told another human being. Fast forwarding once again to present time. Like what we do, what we are forming is a community that's willing to do what we what we talked about as a, as, a, as a couple when we were dating, uh, Tiffany and I, the GBU, good, bad, ugly. Like I, when I met her, I just, I gave what, 
what, what we now know to be a full disclosure. I didn't know what a full disclosure was back then, but here's what I knew. I knew that I had messed up big time. I knew that I had uh, hit rock bottom. I knew that I was, I felt like my ministry was done. 2012 marked the time of forget about Reverend Chris. I didn't even use that title for some time as you heard perhaps in that psalm of praise. I was ordained Reverend Chris and I used it and I, and I, and I, and I preached and it was, I was actually ordained in an all black Baptist church. And, and my spiritual father is a man of color. And this was a new thing for me. We had some diversity in Little Hutto, but remember, 650 people of farming community, uh, very much separated by the railroad tracks there. The other side of the tracks meant something still in Hutto because there was segregation up until the 60s. And it was that's what my dad grew up in. So we have a family of origin that showed that separation and practiced it and embraced it. Yet here's a man of color that is speaking into my life. And I didn't it was not about that for me, but I'm trying to give you some insight to my background and where I've come from because I had to overcome racism. I had to overcome some of these I'm better than ideas and see what we'll discover back in my story. Again, with Tiff and I dating good, bad, ugly. Fast forward to our community here at Romans 12, too. Along the way, Tiff said that's there's too much bad and ugly we need another B in there. Let's put beautiful in there. Let's balance this thing out a bit. So it's G-B-U-B is our culture here at Romans 12 too. Good, bad, ugly, beautiful. We want you to be able to have a safe community that's, that's, that's confidential, that you can bring in and, 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 and go back into your life and discover, hey, are there wounds in my life? Are there some things where, where there's some pain? If, if I'm having a hard time talking about it, that's a pretty good indicator that there is some pain that need there's some wounds that need to be addressed because unhealed wounds will not heal. Like there is something about our walk in this life as long as we're given breath courtesy of God as Dr. Robert says, next breath courtesy of God. As long as he leaves me on this earth, he decided to take Ezzy. That was Ezzy's time. I we very much believe in that. It is it, very much a struggle in that process, but we believe that our time is our time. But as long as he's given me breath, it's going to be where I can praise his name and I'm going to open up my journal and I'm going to give you all the details, not the dirty necessarily details to, to the uh, every 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 T that's crossed and the I that's dotted. But you're going to know how rough of a time this has been. Again, saved in 95, yet it was 2015 where I drove a and I said I drove a spiritual stake in the ground and walked into sobriety again because I had walked in sobriety in 95 for several years away from alcohol, away from drugs and all those things. But the sex, the sex, guys, that's what came back and came back sooner than anything else. This was this was my back pocket sin, as it were, because what part of what usher, was ushered into me and my family of origin with Playboy just being out in a available to get to is that women are entertainment for men that is something that defined a narrative in my life there's much more to that but it's something that i've had to battle big time and wrestle with 95 to 2015 there's a old old chaplain that said ian bounds he said it takes 20 years to write the sermon because it takes 20 years to make the man and I stand here once again confessing in my psalm of praise there that I was stepped into adulthood almost at 40. 
There's a lot of men out there walking around that are boys in men's suit, that are hypocrites, putting on masks, pretending, isolating, checking boxes, showing up to, to church, showing up to small group, showing up to, uh, behind the pulpit. But here's what we discovered. Our vision, once again, to heal families and society through the transforming the minds of men into the mind of Christ through discipleship within a community of warriors for the kingdom of heaven. Our mission is to disrupt demand through discipleship because what we discovered is 99% of the demand is men. 95% or better of the victims of child sex trafficking is women and children, females. Average age is entry of 12. That's why we call it child sex trafficking. And if we're complicit with, with, if we're doing any kind of womanizing, commodification of a human being in whatever facet, if we're clicking over here, we're fantasizing over here, we're lusting, as Jesus says, that is adultery. If, you, if you've adult, uh, lusted after a woman, you've committed adultery with her in your heart. You see, that's complicit with this much bigger beast of this modern-day slavery, this sex trafficking that millions of people are trapped in. Right here in the state of Texas, UT did a study in 2016, 79,000 children right here in Texas are trapped in sexual bondage. The average lifespan, uh, sexual sex trafficking, the average lifespan is seven years once entered in. Less than 2% are ever rescued. You see out there, guys, one out of three women are sexually molested. Uh, one out of six men have some sort of, 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 of sexual molesting or raping or some sort of, 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 of evil perpetrated on them. My wife and I are in those statistics, one out of three women. I was raped by homosexuals, roofied and drugged at, at, at A&M by, at 19, taken advantage of as a man. What do you think that did to my psyche? What do you think that might have had uh, on my identity as a man, as a Christian man? But these are statistics or are, are reported cases. But see what we discovered here lastly as we wind down here. Seven out of ten Christian men are trapped in sexual bondage and porn addiction. Five out of ten male pastors. That's 13,000 data points put together by Pure Desire Ministries and Josh McDowell Ministries. Five out of seven of those have no one to talk to. Dr. J. Stringer put those together. Ninety-three of churches have no comprehensive plan to address this issue. Pray harder, love Jesus more is what's often said. That is important. That is true. But there's more to that. We need a plan, a cohesive plan, a coherent narrative to put together here because it's a two- to five-year plan with a miracle every day. You see... 1 Corinthians 6.18 reminds us, run from sexual sin. No other sin clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Join us next week as we dive into, in our episode two, our core curriculum, our two to five year plan, how we put this together through our pop's culture. We're going to share more about our, our ministry plan. Pop's culture is plank, obedience, proactive, sword. See, I started with my testimony, my plank first testimony, because as Jesus says, why are you so concerned about the speck in your brother's eye when you have a big old plank hanging out of your own eye? You hypocrite. Move the plank enough to help with the speck in your brother's eye. And that's what Romans 12, 2 men's ministry is about. Call our number 512-238-0000 or 512-238-0000. Text us. Please reach out to us online. You'll hear the, the website on our, on our uh, uh, the, the out uh, process here. But please, reach out. Don't stay in isolation. 
There's a confidential place, a place where you can where you can share the junk that's going on in your life. And you'll have not only an empathetic ear, you'll have an ear that has a plan on how to help you overcome this and thrive. God bless you. You've been listening to Be Transformed with Reverend Christopher Leshberg. Be Transformed is an outreach of Romans 12 to men's ministry. If you or someone you know needs confidential help or are looking for a place to serve, you can reach Christopher at 512-238-0000, Romans-12-TWO.org. That's Romans-the-number-one-number-two-letters-TWO.org.